believe it or not, our defensive front is as weak as it was at times. It seems it was so inconsistent last year, but probably was the weak link Mm -hmm. is because we didn't see the havoc plays. We didn't see the quarterback sacks, things of that nature. I think that's going to be actually a strength for us this year. Welcome, everybody, to the Dog Dispatch. I'm John Smith, your host. I am here with my good friend, Coach Chris Hayes. Um, how you doing, Coach? Doing great, John. It's good to be with you again, talking about Georgia football, no doubt. Yeah, love it. So we're we're here all off season, breaking down things. If you like what you're seeing, what you're hearing, do me a favor, uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check out Coach Hayes uh, on Twitter, Coach Hayes Huddle, H-U-D-L. Um, and on YouTube, Coach Hayes Huddle, um, you can see uh, his film breakdowns, uh, follow, subscribe to his channel, um, and uh, he does such a tremendous job. So honored to have him on the show. Um, we are going to be doing some film breakdown as we get on closer to the season, spring practice, doing those things, talking about what to expect. Uh, right now, you know, we're settling in uh, after the end, just right off, hot off the end of college football season. Um, and so now it's, you know, it's, it's, it's speculation season, uh, right now, (laughs) now, now is the time for people to do way too early things and be way too wrong (laughs) about them. Um, and so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to give you some more of that. Exactly. We're going to give you some, something, some way too early, uh, some way too early picks that we are maybe way too wrong. Um, but we're sitting here, uh, looking at, uh, the Georgia roster today and so what we're going to do is we're going to give a way too early just some insight and some thoughts around what we can expect from the depth chart on the georgia defense now this is way too early this is we're in january um we have another transfer portal season we have uh uh you know um uh, enrollment that hopefully we we've got early enrollees on campus and hopefully the the summer enrollees make it uh, there's a long way to go before this depth chart is solidified. But what I wanted to do is we talked in our first episode about some players that we were excited for um, and where Georgia needs to improve. And so I thought we could build on that and just talk about, you know, when we look at the roster as it stands today, where do we think some of these guys are going to line up um, if we had to sit here today and pick a, you know, a, a starting uh, one, two deep kind of kind of roster. So we're going to do that today. Um, Coach is going to share a lot of his thoughts. I'll share a lot of mine and we'll go from there. Um, so, all right, so let's let's dive right into it, Coach. Um, we're going to start uh, on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to start on the defensive front. So we'll go across that front defensive line. Um, who do you expect, you know, uh, to uh, to start if you're looking at, you know, let's say defensive end, nose tackle, uh, defensive line and edge? Who who are we looking at, you know, in that front four uh, going into this season from your perspective? Well, even though these are going to be a little bit of a hot take in certain areas, I'm still going to try to go off kids who have been in the program because believe it or not, even with transfer portal kids who only have one year of eligibility, they're not coming to Georgia to sit on the bench. But what I do want to show you is and try to explain is the integrity of what we've got coming back. And when a kid's been in the program and now has played very you know solid reps in an actual game that creates the experience that's going to help them grow so one so year one to year two is a big difference Mm -hmm. believe it or not our defensive front 
is as weak as it was at times, it seems it was so inconsistent last year, but probably was the weak link Mm -hmm. is because we didn't see the havoc plays. We didn't see the quarterback sacks, things of that nature. I think that's going to be actually a strength for us this year. It's going to take a little bit of humble pie for the coaches to realize that Mikhail Williams needs to be some type of edge rusher because he has truly shown me now based off the Florida State game, and we already knew what his pass rush skills were like, to be able to take on gap scheme blocking and to be able to rush the quarterback in passing down so he can be a three-down guy and be someone that doesn't come off the field if he can play that position, which he has shown more highlights in the last few games than he did all year long. It seemed to me he was getting lost a lot inside interior in the B&A gaps. So Mikkel Williams definitely is someone that has to be counted on for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, big news, Warren Brinson. Uh, I mean, him coming back is mm-hmm. going to be huge. I think he's one that I really like because I like his motor. He seems to be a guy that can bust gaps and be a two-gapper, take on double teams and still split while keeping linebackers free. Um, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins mm. needs to be healthy coming mm. in. He is someone who gave us highlights when he got back and came into the Florida game, caused the strip fumble, and we thought, man, we have got our D lineman back. And of mm. course, he struggled continually. He was inconsistent, but I think he was really out of shape. Mm-hmm. I think he had to get back into the flow of the game, and I think that's the reason why we saw inconsistencies with him. But if he can be healthy and go through a solid spring and into summer camp without any injury, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now that integrity of those four down linemen are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, there's some outliers there because you've got people like Gabe Harris, mm-hmm. who is honestly, he shows out every time he's on the field. Yep. It's hard to figure out what you've got to do with that kid. Because of his frame and size, he's got to play the jack, yeah. um, play side linebacker that's going to rush the quarterback on throwing downs. but. I'm not sure where they can put him on rundowns because of his frame size. I, I really don't know what we would be able to do, but he is showing consistencies enough with me that makes me feel like you can trust him mm-hmm. um, in running down situations now. Uh, do you think how much – so real real quick about Gabe Harris. So so Georgia, obviously, strength and conditioning, huge thing at Georgia. Um, oh, yeah. He came in – yeah, he came in, he was, you know, he, he, six, four, six, five, about 235, 240. Mm-hmm. Um, do you how much do you think you can actually bulk up at that position to play to to be more effective against that run from year one to year two? What's what's a reasonable expectation if if it's if it's possible? I really do think you just got to be really strong in your lower core. Um, okay. I think what really is a disadvantage for Gabe, honestly, is his height, mm. and his height doesn't allow him to bend the way he needs to. I, I would yeah. assume with run situations and things like that. But to me, to carry two hundred and thirty five pounds. Mm-hmm. is not bad. I yep. mean, it's all about his lower core, his glutes, his hamstrings. You know mm-hmm. how it is, the good old mm-hmm. squat rack, the good <laughs> yep. old, you know, uh, you yep. know, the front squats and the uh, yep. power cleans now, man. They need that lower body strength. So yep. if he really wants to see himself excel, I think he's, you know, he's got to really focus on getting that lower body stronger because if as tall as he is, mm-hmm. it's going to be always easy for, believe it or not, six foot four and six foot three and six foot, yeah. maybe five, unless you got a Namarius Mims yeah. to get underneath you. And if yep. they get underneath you, you're blocked, especially yep. in the SEC. So yep. he's going to have to work on technique as well as getting his lower body stronger. But I love his motor. He is not afraid of contact. Love it. Love it. Awesome. 
Any other thoughts about the yeah? Any other thoughts about the about the about the front there before we move to that that second level linebacker? There are, there are three outliers. One is going to be my breakout player. I really want Kristen Miller to show up. Oh, I think that that's going to be a kid that can help us need tremendously. Him. Need yes, him. he's a spot player right now, but you know it's his to take. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I even told on Twitter. I, I said personally to a post that he put out, man. I said it's time to earn your box. It's mm-hmm. time to earn your spot. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping to see him a little bit more. And we definitely need to see the improvement of Jarrett and uh, and Hall. Those yeah, two I, have got to come along too. Really, really what, need Jordan Hall to come along. Yes, without Boy, a doubt. That, without that a doubt. So much potential. So much potential. But yeah. yeah, the ones I mentioned to start with, I feel like will be possibly what you will see on the first game of the year. But yep. like I said, there's a lot of outliers out there too. So they're not scared to rotate. And of course, I'm sure Stackhouse, who's coming back, is yep. uh got probably a little bit of an argument there too, where he wants to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you got him. Um, you got Jamel Walthar too. Like you got some guys, you know, you're gonna have some depth uh, on that defensive front. Um, we know that Georgia, you know, anytime we talk about depth chart and we talk about starters. We know, especially on that on that defensive line, they rotate so many guys that that the the starters really don't matter. What what you heard coach talk about talk about, which really matters if you're if you're looking at defensive uh, depth chart and scheme, is um, who can give you two and three downs, who can play in the run game, who can be your pass your your pass down rushers, right? Like all of that stuff matters because you've got to have you've got to have depth there, not just for injuries, but for looks and fronts and the the, and the ability to have a guy like a Gabe Harris who can get after the the passer but you're not afraid to leave him out there you know in case they run the ball right like you have right. you have to have uh that's where depth comes in because George is going to rotate a lot of guys on that defensive front and so um so I'm excited I'm excited about some of these guys that have decided to come back to um I love your your hot take as you call it which I don't think is necessarily that hot of uh of this is going to be a strength of the Georgia's next year. I don't. I don't see any way, and I will be clear about this. I don't see any way um, Trey Scott and and Glenn Schumann and Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart go two years with a defensive line being a liability at the University of Georgia. Just I agree see, with you. Don't see any way. The reason I say that though is because the the reason why I say it is just because yeah. it's the same names. I yeah. mean, we're kind of putting out the same names that we saw this yep. year. Yep. And everybody's saying, how can that now be a strength? Well, it's because you've got a lot of those kids who now have got one year under their belt. Yeah. It's year two for them. So, and yep. some year three. So, it's just, that's it's why. Just, yeah, it's just reps. It's reps. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's and, and, reps. and speaking of year one to year two, uh, let's talk about these linebackers. Boy, um, you, you, we, Georgia loses Jamon Dumas Johnson, uh, loses Pop to the portal, a guy who, uh, who had, um, maybe 1500 snaps um at least 1200 snaps at inside linebacker huge you know you talk about experience just a huge amount of experience and leadership gone um out the door but there is a reason why uh Jamon Dumas Johnson hit the portal um and so when you look at these linebackers Georgia has a the in my opinion the most talented group of young linebackers in America uh coming back um, would love, uh, you know, your, your thoughts on these linebackers coach, um, uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, I think, I think everybody feels like maybe it's a foregone conclusion that it's CJ Allen and small Monday in the middle, uh, starting, but g- give us a little bit of a breakdown of who some of these, these players are and, um, and what your expectation is from this linebacker group. 
Well, just like from the defensive line perspective, the guys that go in and rotate, you want to see no drop off. So mm-hmm. as an inside linebacker coach, I know she's probably looking at the fact I want to have, I'm not sure how they terminate, you know, their, their terminology is for their, you know, their strong inside gap defender and weak side in gap, you know, inside yeah. gap defender. I call it the Mike and the wheel. Um, yep. Most people, Sam in the wheel, Mike in the wheel, but yeah, I think it, it is a foregone conclusion mm-hmm. that smile should be at the wheel. CJ's probably based off the reps is going to be at the mic, but mm-hmm. I know this is my, I, I really wish this because I want this kid to be so successful. Mm-hmm. And that is Jalen Walker. Mm-hmm. Now we talked about him at the outside backer position, but mm-hmm. he is now in a position where he's got to learn one or the other. He can't be just adequate and being a pass rusher. I would love to see him on the field more on rundowns. Mm -hmm. So what I would love to see is you have a Mike and a wheel combo, at least two sets, Mm -hmm. two mics, two wheels. And I would love to see this combo. I would love to see CJ Allen and smile as your Mike and wheel respectively with the first group. And I would love to see Jalen Walker and Raylan Wilson as your next two inside linebackers at the Mike and wheel position. Now, I'm not – that's no offense to any of these other guys. It's just yeah. kids that I have not seen in reps. Mm-hmm. You know, if I ever had the chance to maybe be at practice and yeah. see these kids go, yeah. I could say, hey, man, that kid's got some potential. But yeah. all I can do it is based off film and yeah. see that that's what I want to – that's where I kind of see the Mike Will combos. Yeah. A lot of people will disagree with me on Jalen Walker. They'll say, hey, he needs to be up on the front. But I truly – feel like if he gets better at that position, gets his reads down, starts getting more progressive and understanding mm. the flow of the game, he could really be an asset at the inside linebacker. He has such a great frame to play the inside linebacker position. Yeah. I feel like, you I, You know, I feel like, so Georgia did this uh, in 2021. You had um, the, the Nicobe Dean, the Quay Walker, the Channing Tindall kind of scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you had, uh, and, and you had those guys where, uh, they would they would run you know Nicobe Dean at Mike Quay Walker at the will and then sometimes they would slide Quay and bring in um, Channing Tindall you know I I think I think Jalen Walker um, there's no reason why maybe there is a reason we've seen reps from him like you know maybe maybe <laughs> maybe I have, I've broken down about three, yeah four you, you have you have you can find those on coaches YouTube but man um, there there are obviously reasons but from a talent potential perspective, if you look at the guy and if you look at what he's recruited for, there's no reason why he couldn't be a, a Quay Walker type player for the university of Georgia. Right. Like, I, I mean, I maybe not, maybe, you know, obviously that's a, that's some big shoes. That's, that's a first round pick. I'm not saying that he would, he will turn into that, but what I am saying is in the scheme, there's no reason why um, he couldn't be in there, you know, in that, in that too deep when you have, um, when you have Raylan Wilson in there that he's, he slides over that Mike linebacker position and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and fills those gaps. So um, love it. What, what do you think, you know, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, where Georgia needs to get better uh, in our last episode, but from a linebacker perspective, what do you expect to see from year one to year two from these guys? That's going to, that, that's kind of the biggest improvement that maybe you make uh, as, as young linebackers when you get, uh, when you get reps in another off season. Uh, I call it the Matrix effect. If you've ever watched the fictional movies, The Matrix, when Neo figured out he was the one, everything slowed down. When you get <laughs> reps, things slow down. Gap schemes become a lot slower. It's easier to read because you have better eye discipline. It flows you to the football better because you begin to realize that basically all you're going to get in front of you, if she reads guards like I'm assuming most defensive coordinators typically have kids read guards, 
that your guard reads get so much better, your fits get so much better, and you start making people right. I always talked about it as a coordinator is that I do my job, even if I'm not supposed to make the tackle, I'm going to blow up the pulling guard and make his helmet pop off his head and fit it correctly so that my linebacker can fit the hole correctly and make the tackle. It's the same principle. If I fit my gap and do my job by my eye discipline, following where my guard is going, understanding the flow of the football, I think that's what you'll see improvement-wise, and you won't start seeing our, our linebackers getting trapped in traffic. Mm-hmm. You'll start seeing their timing on blitzes and the X stunts be a lot better because they're not walking up and almost offsides, and then when it's actually snapped out, they have no momentum now, and they run right mm-hmm. into the guard's chest. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing that's beautiful about Jalen that I like too, is that he likes to walk the wheelbacker up a lot off the edge, which is really a strong suit for Jalen. So, you know, uniquely enough, I think that's what you'll see from the inside linebacker play is better eye discipline. You'll see people fitting gaps a lot better, being more sound on the flow of the football. Love it. Love it. All right. Really excited about that linebacker group. Really excited about the big step forward that we expect them to make. <laughs> All right, now uh, let's go to the secondary. We got we we got a couple. We got a few questions in the secondary, right? I mean, we got some we got some young studs, but they are young. You got mm-hmm. Dalen Everett, who uh, seemed a little a little. You know, uh, we talked about this last time. Seemed a little suspect, but you got two of the best in the uh, probably the best um, secondary uh, coaches and and defensive minds in college football. Have kept running them out there. Uh, but you, you're losing Kamari Lassiter. You're losing Jamon Bullard. You're losing Tyke Smith. Um, you got young guys coming in. What are what are we expecting from that from that secondary um, for Georgia in 2024? As we as we look ahead, <laughs> it is going to be wildfire out there. Yeah. Honestly, to tell you the truth, I think this is what's going to be our maybe pulling our hair out session because we're mm-hmm. going to get a lot of kids learning trial by fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do think that if there's anybody, and I would have to see more reps by him, but I think Janelle Aguero might be someone we're looking at at the star position before mm-hmm. we move um, into the offseason, and it could be Everett. Mm-hmm. I think there, this is my take for yeah. defensive backs because of what us. I saw from Humphreys, what I saw from Daniel Harris, and, of course, we have Malachi Starks back there. It's very easy for everybody to be excited about Bolden and about Ellis Robinson. I get it. I understand it. But the game of football at the college level is such a different beast that it's going to take some time. I'm not going to say that they're not going to get their opportunities. We might see them sooner than later because we are trying to find the right fit, especially in nickel. But I think they're probably going to move. This is just my feeling. Everett Mm -hmm. seems to be the most physical Mm-hmm. of the corners that we have. I could see them either moving him to the star, depending on what Aguero does. Aguero's mm-hmm. development is going to determine what Everett does. If Everett, I think they could actually move Everett to the other safety. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Humphreys and you've got, there's a reason why they talk these kids into staying. I truly mm-hmm. feel like Daniel Harris and Humphreys, trial by fire, will be your boundary and field corners, possibly getting starting uh next season and they're going to end up I don't know the rotation but they're going to give Everett I think some work at both the safety position and obviously still at the corner position as well but I think it all really depends on what happens at the star position Janelle Aguero to me is the um, wild card in this situation yeah do do you think so when you when you line it up um, I agree with that by the way I agree that uh, the star position is the wild card and and um 
man, it's, it'll be interesting to see. Everett is is such an interesting interesting guy um, back there. Um, what do, what do you think? You know, if you had to line it up, so again, way too early. This is January. We don't we assume that all these guys are going to be here. We don't know who's going to come in from the portal, who's going to leave. But assuming looking at the roster we have now, if you had to if you had to line it up, you know, um, your boundary corner, um, your your slot, um, and your two safeties, who are you putting out there? Well, based off what I just said, due to experience. Mm-hmm. Just across the board, what I've seen, I would have Humphreys at one. He would probably be my uh, boundary corner. Mm-hmm. I would probably put Daniel Harris as the field corner. Mm-hmm. I would have Malachi as your strong safety, mm-hmm. excuse me, as your free safety, and have uh, Dalen Everett as your uh, as your uh, free safety. Uh, excuse me, your strong safety. Strong I'm safety. sorry. Okay. Yeah, Malachi being the free, and then I would love to see Janelle Aguero be that. Uh, be the star. Be the star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would love to see it. Um, who who do you think uh is there anybody? So we we mentioned, you know, KJ Bolden, Ellis, Ellis Robinson, um, some young guys, you know, and it's hard it, it's it's hard to to get in there when you're young, um, not because you don't have the talent, but because this this defense um is obviously uh not only a little bit complex, but just the the you you mentioned it the matrix effect right um mm-hmm. when it, it, you 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 don't know that you're that you're number one uh that you're the one yet and so the game is is a little bit a little bit fast for you mm-hmm. um who who do we maybe expect that could potentially surprise us um of the folks that uh that we didn't mention defensively now yeah i think ellis robinson is probably the easiest take yeah because he seems to be more game ready for coverage abilities one on ones winning 50 fifties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder just how physical he can be. Yeah. Um, I, I say this watching the, um, the all American for the under armor and for the one out in San Antonio, mm-hmm. AJ Bolden was one. I was really worried about his physicality. We all know he's got great ball skills, great mm-hmm. kinesthetic awareness, moves his feet very well, but he stuck his head in there a lot for tackles that he tried to make. He, he was very aggressive. Mm-hmm. which was something that I didn't realize he had that type of aggression to make tackles. So if he can continue to grow and bulk up, I'd say that it would be easy to see the number one safety and the number one corner in the um, the recruitment class this year would definitely be first at, you know, stakeholders to come in and, and possibly contribute in this, in this next season. Yeah. Makes a lot, makes a lot of sense. Well, uh, thanks for that. Uh, we will be back um, next week. Uh, talking about all things Georgia football. Um, uh, like I mentioned, you know, please subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. Please go follow Coach. Uh, you'll learn a lot. I am personally learning a lot by following him, watching his videos uh, co- at Coach Hayes Huddle on H U D L on both YouTube and on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you next time. Thanks a lot, guys. Mm-hmm.